Welcome back, everybody. I have a opportunity to speak to a wonderful actress, a producer, um, somebody who has uh, been in a ton of projects and somebody who has one coming up tomorrow on a October 13th. Uh, 13th, by the way, for me is a lucky number. So I'm hoping that that continues for your release as well, Mary-Kate. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, so welcome to the program, Mary-Kate Wiles. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Yeah, likewise. And uh, the uh, the project that's coming about that's a very interesting series is the Wayward Guide for the Untrained Eye. Yeah. So it'll be available tomorrow. Where can people find it so they can go and tune in? Yeah, so the project, the series is actually, um, it comes in two parts in that it is a normal uh, digital series with regular episodes. Um, those will be released on the Tin Can Brothers YouTube channel. They are the group that produced, wrote and produced this project. Mm -hmm. And then it also has accompanying uh, podcast episodes as well. So there'll be a regular episode each week and a podcast episode each week. And uh, you can get the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So be sure and subscribe in both places so you get the full effect of the story. Yeah. And is the podcast going to be kind of outside the series or still within the series uh, following that same trend? Yeah, no, it's in world, which is really fun. So in, in the show, my character Artemis and her brother Paul are podcast investigative reporters. And the whole show is about them going to this small town of Connor Creek and investigating a strange strange goings on and they end up sort of getting more than they bargained for. Um, and then, so the, the show follows that like a show would. And then the podcast episodes are the in-world podcasts that, podcasts that they create in the show. Um, and it really allows, like, you'll see there's a bunch of characters in the show. Um, it's very fun. And the podcast sort of allows all those characters to like breathe a little bit more than you get to see a little more of them than you do in the series. And it just adds sort of an extra dimension. You definitely don't have to listen to the podcast to like follow along with the show, but it just kind of enhances the experience and it's really fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And um, on the series, based on the trailer that I have seen, and again, we're gonna post everything right below the video, so please come and click on it. Um, you are, uh, some of the actors uh, that are in the series are actors that we've, uh, that we've recognized and we've seen yes. in many places. Can you name a few that will be on there? Yeah, well, the, a lot of actors that I've acted with before, like my friend Ashley Clements, who is in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries with me, um, my partner and his sister, Sean Prasad and Sinead Prasad, they're a part of my group Shipwrecked Comedy, but also um, some other actors that I haven't worked with before, a lot of people from Glee, like Darren Chris and uh, Titus Macon, Kurt Mega as well, as although I have worked with him before uh, many times, he's great. And then my uh, personal, I don't want to say favorite, no favorites here, but I did get to work with Sean Astin and I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So that was a huge dream come true for me. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun faces from different facets of entertainment coming together. Yeah, and if anybody's a Flash fan, you're going to see Carlos in there as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, Carlos Valdez. He's wonderful. Thank you for bringing him up as well. There's so many, I can't even think of them all. <laughs> uh, Carlos, by the way, for me, uh, in, in Flash, I, um, I'm a Flash. What, what's the what's the verb? I know for a Glee, it's Gleek. I'm definitely right. a Gleek. I was going right. to say that I'm a Flasher, but that sounds very... <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm a Flash fan. Let's uh, or a Flash mob. I, either way, we'll look at it. Sure. Yeah, so, and on Flash, on that series, I love so many of the characters there. But you know, Carlos has been my favorite from the pretty much the beginning. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy to see him somewhere else as well. Yeah, um, I've heard great things about him. I've never really watched The Flash, but I know that his character is well beloved, and I can see why he's a lovely guy. He's a very, very lovely guy, and uh, I love again a lot of the people in the, on the CW on Flash on uh, you know Supergirl. Uh, they are all coming from the musical uh, theater background, mm -hmm. so they all can sing, they can dance, they can act. This is just it's it's my cup of tea. So watching. <laughs> Uh, and all of that is is great. So I'm happy that you get to work with him as well. And yeah. Sean is awesome. Wow. I, I've been watching him uh, since I think Encino Man is the first time that I've seen him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've he's loved a legend. Him. He's just it's he's been in so many iconic films. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, on this show, all right, I call it the love of acting, and uh, mm -hmm. I love acting. The audience knows that I can shut up about it, but. Um, <laughs> It would be interesting to know where does your love of acting come from? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I grew up um, I grew up in dance classes and choirs. I was an only child and I would sort of paint my face for <laughs> entertainment like in front of a mirror. So I definitely grew up um, you know, performing even from when I was little. Um, and I always say that it was seeing The Lord of the Rings for the first time in a movie theater as a teenager, which truly made me decide that like this is what I wanted to do with my life, even though I kind of had, you know, been in a lot of plays and I clearly like enjoyed um, performing on some level. But yeah, seeing The Fellowship of the Ring for the first time was just such a an experience unlike anything I'd ever really had before in terms of being so swept up in the story and I just wanted to do that. I wanted to go on adventures uh, and I wanted to be a part of things that made other people feel so, you know, taken away like that movie did for me. Um, but in terms of actual love of acting itself, um, that's such a huge question. I think I try to be a compassionate person. <laughs> I was more compassionate in my youth as I get older I find myself becoming a little more cynical and annoyed with people but <laughs> when I was starting out as an actor I really loved the idea I just love people and how different we all are and the little things that like make people individual and the little habits or whatever I just thought that was so fascinating and I loved to to you know people watch and and I love that as an actor, you you will never be bored. You know, there's a, there's such a wealth of information to be constantly finding out and learning as you play different characters. Like I always think that you know some of our our most favorite best movie stars, like Tom Hanks, like he must be such a smart guy because he's had to, he's had to learn so many different like skills in a way. Obviously, you don't become proficient like. Yeah at those skills, but you have to learn some amount of something to portray a character who, you know, is a pilot or a doctor or whatever. And I don't know, I just, I am a person who truly like loves life. I want to get the most out of life. I grew up in a small, smallish town. 
um, I moved to Los Angeles and I love living in a big city because there's so much to do. There's so much to see. I'll never get bored. And I think that's how I feel about acting itself. It's just like, I'll never get bored. There's always something new to discover. There's always like, you know, someone else's perspective to investigate. And I think it has, I think it makes you just like a more thoughtful person. I think if you are a good and dedicated actor because you have to put yourself in other people's shoes all the time. And I like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And again, kind of uh, uh, diving into a few things that you just mentioned. So Lord Great. of the Rings, you know, yes. now you intend to work with Sean Aston. So that that probably was an interesting, uh, you know, dream coming true uh, part. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. And then in terms of uh, the the you're a little more cynical now. It's an interesting <laughs> statement. I, I can't let that one go. So <laughs> why why is it? Is it the, the product of the times that we are in right now? Or is it outside of that? And as you're growing older and you're seeing, you know, people around that you have become a little bit more cynical, where I still I still think you're you're a ray of sunshine. So you, <laughs> thank you. You know, maybe maybe a tiny bit more than you were before, but where, where is that coming from? Uh, both, I think. It's both a product of the time we're living in and also just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people that don't feel this way, but I kind of feel like universally as we get older, we get mm -hmm. a little less patient about certain things. And, you know, you just kind of find what's comfortable to you in life and you kind of want to settle into that a little bit. Um, it's been interesting, actually, considering, you know, we're you know, in a pandemic, six months in, seven months in. And so for the last few months, I haven't really been going out very much in terms of just like running errands, like normal day-to-day -day stuff that I used to do all the time, as I'm sure, same with everybody. And when I do go out, I find myself getting so frustrated at just other people, you know, whether it's their driving or just like waiting in line when people's weird habits, things that I used to would find like quaint or amusing now just bother me mm -hmm. um and i've and then i come back home and i go oh this these six months of not seeing people has actually been a gift <laughs> um so it's a good reminder i think that um you know i don't know but anyway just that sort of thing i just get a little more annoyed with people's sort of antics than i used to isn't that interesting? I, I noticed that myself, uh, in, in myself, and um, I, I, I always find it peculiar because I would hope and I aspire that with years comes wisdom and mm -hmm. with wisdom comes understanding of others and with understanding of others comes patience and appreciation for their journey. Mm -hmm. And one side of me strongly believes that and aspires to do that. The other side of me wants to call bullshit on all of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, those, those two sides are are constantly at disagreement because I've always seen when people aren't being truthful. But the older I get, the more I want to call it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I keep reminding myself of that's their own journey. It's, it's mm -hmm. not your place, and uh, you need to, you know, be understanding and compassionate. And I'm I'm at that dissonance all the time. It, it, you find yourself a little bit in those ways as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that we're all we're only human, right? I mean, 
there are ways in which I feel like I've I am so happy with the ways I've grown and learned things like I used to be very naive and I never would I still don't really like get into argument pick fights with people or anything but I never would ever have done that when I was younger and I sort of in certain ways got into situations where I was taken advantage of because of that so I'm thankful that I've like you know grown and gotten a little more self-assured and sort of learned to not allow that to happen but on the flip side then that means I also you know I'm a person with less patience than I used to have mm -hmm. and maybe a little more mean sometimes but <laughs> I don't know it's just all part of growing and learning and changing and you yeah. know I think you gotta take it and try and try and maintain some amount of being a good person while also you know allowing those somewhat negative things to like recognizing them and being like okay I need to work on this or whatever yeah um well again drama uh, <laughs> drama makes life and yes, drama allows us to grow and uh, to uh, to kind of become who we become. And mm -hmm. I find that because of certain dramatic experiences that we've had in the past, they uh, kind of act as a springboard. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it shuts them down. For other people, it makes mm -hmm. them grow. Um, if you're comfortable, was there an experience like that that kind of changed the trajectory of uh, of your life? I wouldn't say that there's one experience. I think, you know, we're all such a, a <clears throat> amalgamation of a lot of different experiences. I mean, um, I always think that, like, I, I feel like uh, the main, like, trauma of my life is that my parents divorced when I was very young, um, but not so young that I don't remember it. Um, uh, my first memories are of my parents fighting and I didn't, I didn't, I don't have any memories of my parents happy together, which is something that continues to sort of not haunt me, but it's just a part of my life. Like I ran across some photos the other night I was going through an old box of cards and notes and things. And I found these photos of my parents when they were together that my mom had given me, she had found and was like, do you want these? I don't want them. <laughs> and it made me cry to see my parents you know, happy together because that's not an experience I had as a young person. But because of that, um, and again, like that is something that has caused me a lot of pain throughout my whole life. But because of that, it's made me very independent. It's made me very self-sufficient. Um, I think it, it allowed me to sort of develop this, I don't know, personality that just wants to like go out and make a difference in the world. So like I would be a completely different person if my life had been different in that way. So I don't wish that it were different, even though it is something that was was and continues to be painful and also just logistically a, a, a nightmare. <laughs> you know, like when I go home for family, I, I'm an adult now and we still are kind of arguing over who's seeing who when and all of these things, but, but I wouldn't change it. Um, and I think, I'm, I think, you know, obviously I don't mean to ever speak for anybody else, but I think a lot of situations like that are, um, you know, things that are hard that, that people experience, like they just serve to make you who you are, I think. Yeah. Um, and the, the coach uh, in me and a wannabe psychiatrist uh, or a psychologist <laughs> would be a better uh, word for it. 
wants to ask how that influenced your relationships because on one hand that would directly influence the way that uh, you would be in relationships on the other hand you're an actress and you get a chance to kind of live through all sorts of experiences that maybe help you so have you found that being an actress and dealing with that uh, you know primal uh, trauma uh, allowed you to work through it and then have a healthier uh, outlook now that you are in a relationship that you seem to be very happy in Oh, thank you. I am. <laughs> uh, potentially, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i sure there's a certain amount of that. I also was a very good kid growing up. <laughs> and I don't know where that came from, really. I, I, I still don't like getting in trouble. I have like this mortal fear of getting in trouble. And so I've always really followed the rules um, and continue to do so. And not only follow the rules, but like tried to follow them to a T and be the best. Um, and so I think acting is a little fun in that I can have the experience of maybe not always being, you know, a, a good person or following the rules and not getting in trouble for it. So that's great. Um, but in terms of relationships, I mean, I, I don't know. I never really saw myself wanting to get married because it, because I didn't have a, a um, example for that. Although, my grandparents, I, there are some good marriages in my grandparents' lives, and and I don't mean to disparage that, but um, but I just got lucky. I mean, when I met Sean, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was the person I was going to be with forever. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what to attribute that to. I just we just got very lucky. I think. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't it doesn't owe uh, an explanation. It just yeah. it is what it is, and that's great for what it is. So perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've mentioned that you know last six months have been very different for you, as you know I, uh, they certainly have been for many people. So yeah. what uh, as as a person who's organized, as a person who's very driven, as a person yeah. who you know is a creative, what have you been doing with your time and kind of you know, how do you segment your day to ensure that you stay productive and, uh, you know, feeling creative as opposed to the other ones? Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, um, I mean, obviously, I haven't have been having as many auditions as before, um, although there are like some self tapes have started to come rolling back in, which is great. But mm -hmm. excuse me. But besides that, my life hasn't looked too different um, because I I do um, do as much as I, I can't sit still. So as far as acting goes, there there are dry times, whether or not it's a pandemic, you know, um, mm. and that's something I've experienced on and off throughout my career. And I think most actors have. So in those times, I've done my best to keep myself busy. Um, and I have a Patreon um, which I, which is kind of my full-time job really in terms of like, um, mm -hmm. it supports me pursuing an acting career. And I also, uh, have to do a, a certain amount of perks for the people that support me there. But those perks are all sort of based around me as a performer. And, um, for instance, last year I started doing this Anne of Green Gables project where, I read through the book series and I bring in other actors to read the different characters and stuff. And I add music and sound effects and I try and make it sort of like a, an audio play, even though I'm just reading the text of the book. 
Um, and that turned out to be a great thing to have to do during a pandemic because it, it, you know, it hasn't changed. Like I'm still able to create that and have people send me their audio. And, and so that's still been going strong. And I'm so glad that that's something I started before I could have even known that that doing audio work was kind of one of the only things that could actually happen. Um, yeah. yeah. So I've been, you know, still working on that and, um, working with my group shipwrecked, that's sort of where the biggest sort of hitch, I guess, this pandemic has, has brought in terms of we had plans to make a big series this year. And obviously that did not happen. And the first few months were just sort of us going, okay, well, let's wait, let's wait, you know, surely like by the fall, we'll be able to um, no. So that's been frustrating but we've been doing our best to stay engaged with our audience and continue to develop some of our ideas and you know hopefully whenever we're able to get back on set again we'll be ready to go yeah um well it's it's a good time for writing so <laughs> that's that's for sure yeah. um and then again you know being the person who cannot uh, sit still i'm always uh, curious are there shows that you're binging are there you know, and how much time do you actually allow yourself to sit in front of a TV where you're not actually being productive and you're just chill? <laughs> I've gotten a lot better about that than I used to be. Before uh, Sean and I moved in together, I didn't even have a TV. So that wasn't really, I mean, obviously you can watch stuff on Hulu on your computer or whatever, but I just didn't watch a lot of programming, which is not necessarily a good thing. Like, obviously, as actors, we need to sort of have an awareness of what shows are out there and like what is good and what's worth watching. Um, that said, even though I do allow myself to watch more TV, it has usually been like Great British Bake Off or Top Chef. So it's not necessarily <laughs> stuff that I'm watching for acting purposes. Um, but I think because obviously the world has been so much this year, and yeah. so sort of a lot to take in. I have found that I just want to watch something that is calm and doesn't, you know, something that's not a super heavy drama. Um, obviously there are so many wonderful super heavy dramas, but I just haven't quite had the the desire for that recently. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I work all day until I sort of make dinner which I, I love to cook. So making dinner is kind of like a nice way for me to tune out whatever work I'm trying to do and just like focus on making something. And I enjoy that. And then after dinner, I'll watch some TV. And that's you, that. you said you love to cook. What's your favorite dish? Well, I love, again, like I was saying before, I love to try new things. I love to experiment. I love to just try as many recipes as possible um but a dish that i come back to cooking again and again and again is uh, the salmon with chimichurri sauce it's honestly very easy but it's so mm. delicious broil baked um baked, you know, yeah. Baked. Mm -hmm. yeah um we we love salmon as well uh broiled yeah. salmon is is my favorite oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. And it is so easy to bake. It, it's so easy to make, rather, mm -hmm. not bake. Although it is, it, it's easy to bake as well. Yeah, either way. <laughs> yeah. 
as, as long as you have it ready, as long as you have, uh, you know, give it a little bit of time before you put it in, and then it's 20 minutes and you're done. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, very cool. Um, so what, um, you know, what, what's your, you've mentioned uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the cooking shows and the British uh, uh, shows. What is the kind of last thing that you've binged that you truly enjoyed? Like anything? Um, I will say that earlier this year, uh, Sean and I watched Watchmen and it was mm -hmm. incredible. I thought it was so good and I did not know anything about the Watchmen comic. He did. Uh, he kind of had to explain some things to me, but I thought it was such an excellent show and I'm glad it won so many Emmys because it was just astounding. It's very good. Uh, I'm, I'm binging uh, Emily in Paris right now. Um, oh yeah, I've heard a lot about that. I haven't watched it yet myself. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I, I've loved it. My wife uh, started watching it on, I think, recommendation of somebody or somehow. And then she yesterday night, she told me and she was already three episodes ahead of me. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm catching up desperately, but it's really, really lovely. Uh, Lily Collins is, is amazing in it. And uh, it's just a really, again, talking about wanting to take yourself out of the current uh, drama, right. take yourself right. somewhere else and enjoy it uh and that that would be a really nice place to escape okay i've got to check it out everybody's talking about it it sounds fun yes yeah it's it's really lovely um okay so the other thing that i wanted to know uh again kind of uh going back to your acting because you've been on different projects and you've been on sets that are small you've been on web series you've been on sets that are larger mm -hmm. um are there in trying to you know uh, share wisdom uh, and and acquired experiences are there three things that you would say that uh every actor should know when they get on set that these three things are most important from your perspective i think just being prepared which sounds so obvious but i don't know i mean i always try to be prepared and um I don't know. I just, for instance, my boyfriend, Sean, auditioned for a very big movie last year, which he ended up booking. And the casting director, when he went in, was just like, wow, thank you so much for knowing your lines. And you just go like, what? Like, yeah, of course. But I, apparently there are people who don't. And I don't mean to like, who knows, like maybe, you know, those people are having a rough time in their personal life, whatever. Don't mean to like mm -hmm. cast whatever on, on somebody for not knowing their lines, but it's just like, that's kind of like, that's like the number one, man. Like know your lines, like be prepared, show up on time. I, I think I think um, that's something that you, we just take for granted, but I uh, clearly makes a big difference. Um, and I think, I think, it's important to be a person that is enjoyable to be around on set and to work with and to have a good attitude. That said, I'm not perfect. I've certainly had my moments where I got a little annoyed by something. Um, a little, a couple of little diva moments here and there, but I think, yeah, just being willing and open um, and having a good attitude. I mean, I, yeah, it's different for everybody, but it's just like being on set is such a gift. Like we spend so much of our time just trying to book a job. Like 
it's such a wonderful thing to actually be on set playing a character. Um, mm -hmm. So like, enjoy that. And, um, and beef, I, I, I have learned that just like being somebody that people want to work with is going to pay out dividends in terms of getting asked back and getting asked to do other things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what my third thing would be. Those are my two things. <laughs> That's three. Uh, you've mentioned okay. three. So the first is be prepared, be professional. The second is be somebody that uh, you know people enjoy uh, being around with. And then the third is you're on set. You're you're making yeah. a film. You're yeah. making a series. Enjoy. Yeah. So those those are the three things. They're great. Okay. Um, and then uh, knowing that again, you've played uh, comedic characters, uh, you know, with with Shipwreck and Tin Cat, mm -hmm. uh, and you've played dramatic characters. Mm -hmm. um, some actors find it uh, you know more difficult than others to kind of <clears throat> come back to themselves and get out of the heaviness of the character. So, what do you do to come back to yourself? Um, it's a good question. I think I, again, like as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I was very like, and I think we all are a little bit. I was just like, oh, I am an actor and I'm giving everything to this role and I'm just going to live and breathe this role for the whole time I'm doing it, which is fine. And if that works for you, that's cool. Um, as I've gotten older, I'm a little bit more like, well, you know, I'm still me. <laughs> this is a job like uh i'm gonna do what i need to do to get there on the day and then i can go home and you know do my thing but obviously it's just whatever works for for you people are different um i think it's easy to get wrapped up in a role um i don't know where yeah it's easy to get wrapped up in a role <laughs> and i think i want to so much as i can do it truthfully and it's also exciting. Like, I love the feeling of like, just like getting in bed at night and just thinking about like, how I'm gonna play this character and like what what fun things I wanna put into it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you are you and you need to be able to be yourself so you can be on time and be prepared and be all these things and and whatever. So I don't know. I'm just trying to to have, find a healthy balance in terms of like where I like to land on that scale. I think it's harder with dramatic, not harder, but with dramatic pro projects, it's easier to sort of get wrapped up in, in yeah. the emotion and the everything of it. With comedy, it's kind of like you everything's so lighthearted anyway. You're just there kind of having a good time, which is yeah. obviously there's a lot of skill that goes into comedy, but um, it's easier to sort of um, put it aside, I guess. Yeah, um, for me, it's it's kind of, I know what my uh, my my own term uh, that I refer to is, I know my uh, vibrational resonance. Mm. Uh, and, and I kind of know, you know, what me feels like. So if I'm not feeling me, my way to get back to this feeling of myself is to, uh, to listen to certain types of music or to pop mm. in, and watch a musical, you know, an old uh, musical that's just the right energy and the right vibration, you know, um, uh, sing in the rain. Uh, it's these types of things that remind me of, oh, yeah, that's me. That's that's who uh, I, I feel like. And it gets me back into that mode. So mm -hmm. it allows me to kind of leave uh, all the drama behind and say, OK, I'm back. 
So that's that's kind of my process. It's always interesting like to find out others. I'm sorry, I feel like I don't have a very good answer for you, but it's been a little while since I feel like I was really wrapped up in a character in that sort of way. I definitely like, I enjoy sort of like dressing like that character, you know, while for the time that I'm playing her, you mm -hmm. know, especially if she doesn't really dress the way I do. But then once it's done, it's like fun to put the vintage dresses back on and just sort of get back to what I like. Um, but yeah, I think little things throughout your day um, that like just help put you in that mindset are always good and helpful and fun. And right, like fun. It's fun to be somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, it's, um, you know, looking at your career, looking at things that you have done, you've done a lot of things, uh, you know, in terms of web, you know, you mm -hmm. have a very large YouTube presence, uh, you've done Kickstarter campaigns. So you've, you've paved your own path in a lot of uh, ways. Um, to those people who feel stuck in a traditional environment and want to pave their own path, what would you say is the secret uh, to your success and something that people can emulate? Well, I, again, like I just have to sort of give it up to the fact that I've just been very lucky in terms of the projects that I yeah. um, have been a part of, which isn't to say like that I haven't worked hard to be a part of those projects because I have, and I've gone to a gazillion auditions that I did not book. Um, you know, I have put in the work, but at the same time, like you just can't, you can't control what jobs you get. And so, you know, it was because it's just because I've gotten all these jobs in, in the web sphere. I got cast in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries and then that just took off. And then all of a sudden I had an audience, you know? So like these things are things that I can't necessarily control. And I'm very thankful um, that they have, you know, brought the stuff to my life that they have that's been so positive and good for me. Um, but if you, I mean, I think there, I think, the internet is such a great place because you can immediately have an audience and find an audience that loves what you love and you can put your work out and immediately see people interacting with it and responding to it. And that's so gratifying because like, that's why, that's why we do stuff is for people to watch it. Um, you know, so that's really wonderful. I think for me, it, it, it's been really important to me to be as genuine as I possibly can online with my audience in terms of that's sort of what I've really built my whole Patreon around is like being honest about what a, a career in acting really looks like because I think you know your average person in like Nebraska doesn't have any idea what it really means to be pursuing an acting career and so I've tried to be very candid about that and I think um, I think people have really responded to that and I think people just can tell when somebody is genuine. Obviously that doesn't mean you have to like share every aspect or facet of your life with, with the strangers on the internet. But um, yeah, I, I just think people connect to people who, who are genuine. And I think in that way, like sharing things that you love or creating art that you love, even if it's like very niche, like people love that and respect that, respect that. And it just makes you, it makes you a, a real person, you know, like people are like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings too, you know, so that's, that's right. what I would say. So where, where do you draw the line? Where are your boundaries? Because 
a few times during the interview, you've mentioned about, <clears throat> you know, you want to be open, you want to be yourself, but you don't want to share uh, everything. You want to be around people, but to a certain extent. So where where do you draw your uh, lines? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I've it's certainly it's certainly changed uh, mm-hmm. again over the years. Like I used to be a lot more. Um, I used to tweet a lot more. I used to also like when Lizzie Bennett was happening. It was also new and fun and exciting. And it's like I could tweet anything, and all all of a sudden, all these people would respond to it, um, which is is fun. And I think there's a certain amount of that that can be dangerous in terms of like it's you can absolutely get addicted to that validation from instagram likes or comments or whatever and i don't mean to say that i'm not like i totally fall prey to that for sure Mm -hmm. um but over time i just i don't know i feel like i i feel like less things are worth sharing (laughs) like now than i did before i used to be like oh this mango is delicious and now i'm like nobody needs to hear me say that like who cares Yep. I don't know that that's necessarily good. I think I should in some ways try to be a little more open with these things. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to tweet about a delicious mango when like the world is a nightmare, you know. On the other hand, that may be a great thing to tweet about to that's remind true. people that there are other things that they could be enjoying during the pandemic. That is very true. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have a good answer. It's definitely been like a balance. I mean, I've always been very open about my relationship with Sean um, mm-hmm. because I because we work together, one, and because it's kind of would be harder to be to not share about it because it's such a huge part of my life. But that doesn't mean that like, I know that I know some people who don't want to come out about their relationships and it's totally fine. I think it's just like whatever works for you. I feel like sometimes I err on the side of talking too much or sharing too much and I should be a little more uh, guarded. But in the same way, having a Patreon and like having that audience, because like I have a Discord for just my Patreon patrons, like that's really been invaluable because these are people who are super invested in me and my career. And it's like maybe better for me to go to them and be like, oh, whatever. I just like really wanted this part and I didn't book it or whatever, than like blasting that out to the whole world, you know, but I still am able to sort of share that experience and and have have feedback on or or this mango is delicious <laughs> you know whatever it may be <laughs> um, hey, i didn't yeah. book the audition but this mango is delicious <laughs> right <laughs> Maybe um, like a smaller community to short sort of share the ins and outs and day-to-day yeah. is good which which i think was you know kind of the driving force behind uh facebook of having a group of friends that you can actually share things with it changed yeah <laughs> into something uh, like all good ideas uh, or all good intentions they uh, they grow and they mutate into something that becomes hard to uh, hard to maintain but that's a whole separate discussion yeah. um, if, uh, if you had to kind of define yourself in three words um, what would those words be mm. Mm. The first hungry. three that <laughs> hungry. <laughs> hungry, good. Um, 
dedicated mm -hmm. and and joyful yeah yeah, yeah. And i think again speaking to you and looking at your career i think that uh, that resonates that works Thank yeah you. and and just to just to make sure that we're all on the same page when you say hungry you mean physically <laughs> or in terms of achievement i mean both <laughs> i am always ready to eat but yes <laughs> i I was thinking of the quality that I keep coming back to in this interview about just wanting to do everything and see everything and try yeah. everything. That's great. I think that's that allows you to actually achieve something as opposed to sitting on the couch and binging, uh, you know, television, which I don't blame anybody for doing. Right. Nothing wrong there with that. There are dreamers and there are dreamers, and uh, you you seem to be the former. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with certainly a lot of the latter uh, built into it as well. Um, it's it's a joy talking to you. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, best of luck with the project. Um, please uh, uh, send me the link to the to the Patreon. I want to post it uh, right here as well, so people can you know listen to you and and learn from uh, from that and be a part of your community. So pulling uh, for you. Say hi to Sean and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much, Alan. This has been a joy. It's my pleasure. And thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of The Love of Acting. We know you love this as much as we do, and this is why we do it for you. Thank you.